Hey, Armstrong and Getty here. And the real estate market is about as crazy as it's ever been. I mean, it's just none of the old rules apply anymore. Everything's different. You gotta, you, you need expert advice. And there will be a new set of new rules next week, too, probably. That's why you have to get great real estate representation, good or bad or mediocre, will no longer do. Give Robert Millward a call. Robert's with Intero Real Estate now at 204-9493. Maybe you're thinking about selling. What's your house worth? Get a good solid number instead of a wild guess. Maybe you're not upside down anymore because, as Jack said, the rules are changing. Who can get approved for a short sale? Who can get approved for a mortgage? Call 204-9493, 204-9493. Talk to the only guy I'd use or go to JoeGettysRealtor.com. That's JoeGettysRealtor.com. Again, we will see you soon. I will tell you, this is historic, it's epic what happened. But you know what? It happened in Texas, and Texas can handle anything. Thank you all, folks. Thank you. Thank you. Big crowd showed up. They liked it. It was fine. It wasn't the Gettysburg Address. It wasn't a disaster. It was. It was just. It, it was, was a betrayal of the people of Houston. It was just what people expect for some reason. Tied a cinder block of despair to their ankles and pulled them under the water. Presidents have to show up these things and look around, or we scream at them for some reason. Now, to me, the rubber meets the road in, in how the government deals with this stuff since we're paying so much money for it. Well, we have stories. Do you remember the story out of Katrina where that semi-truck full of, of ice was driving around the country for like a month till it all melted? Right. <laughs> or right. all the... All, so they couldn't figure out where to send it. The bureaucrats just couldn't puzzle it or out. Or all the campers sitting in an empty field. Hundreds of them. While yeah. people were living in tents on the other side of the road and for some reason they weren't allowed to go into the campers that we all paid for. Couldn't get See, the permitting and the liability quite right, so they they sat there in an empty lot. Those are the stories. Yeah. Not uh, what Melania wears or any of that sort of stuff. By the way, thank you to the texture that pointed out today is our anniversary. It is the 19th anniversary of the Armstrong and Getty talk radio show. Actually, wow. t- tomorrow, actually. Okay, then tomorrow will be. Thank you for pointing it out. Thank you for pointing it out. more inaccuracies in American media. We haven't gotten any better is what I've noticed after 19 years. That's the shocking part there's about been, going back and listening to old shows. There's been zero improvement since day one. We go back thinking, oh, these old shows, <laughs> they're going to be primitive and rough. and No, they're no, about the same. No better. Yep. So what are you going to do? What are you going to do? Uh, so uh, tomorrow is uh, how, how many years? 19. 19. Fantastic. Seems like a long time. It's amazing for a man who's 32 years old. You know, prior to that, uh, we were doing a, essentially the same show between records on music radio, uh, which was a bad idea and, and, and poorly received. <laughs> Actually, it was pretty well received, but oh, what a, music radio was a dead end then <laughs> in terms of you know our careers, uh, but only our careers. Music radio is a beautiful and thriving business. So listen... <laughs> Um, duh, duh. Part of part of the problem with journalism right now is, um, is 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 new media, the internet, et cetera, et cetera. Your old school press, whether it's uh, newspapers or TV or, or whatever, they they're having trouble making revenue. There there are also giant industry problems that we really can't describe, partly because it would take too long, and partly because we might get in trouble. Having to do with uh, corporate debt. And, and just changes in the industry of their own doing, 
whether it's newspapers or TV or radio. So some of this is budget, but that doesn't change the bottom line, which is the current state of journalism is is uniformly awful. You know, I'll grant you the fact that, you know, the most recent poll of any substance showed that 80-some percent of journalists identify as Democrats or liberals-leaning Democrat. That's a problem. It just it just is. It's contributed to the, all the mistrust and, and, and the rest of it. But I was listening to the National Progressive Radio this morning, and I don't think this has anything to do with liberalism. They were talking about the Joel Osteen story. He's the famed Houston pastor of a giant megachurch the lake big white teeth the uh the cavernous lakewood church which is the former home of the houston rockets basketball team when they built a new arena he bought their 16,800 seat arena and said now it's going to be uh, jesus central now i will tell you going in i come from a family that was uh, pretty religious my mom is indeed a uh, an ordained minister, Presbyterian Church. My dad was a lay leader, taught Bible study, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So I was going to church my whole life. Um, uh, these televangelist zillionaire preachers with their big teeth and their full stadiums, if Jesus were a violent fella, I think he'd punch him right in the face. They They could not be a more grotesque twisting of the Gospels. In my opinion, it's unfortunate also that uh, because they 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 spend the money to have their own cable channels that they get to be the face of uh, of religion. Right, indeed. Now doesn't I see do it doesn't do it any good. As the guy who goes through all the emails, I already see you starting to type. Anytime we bring up anything about religion or theology or anything, y'all go crazy. Hey, rest easy. Pray for me instead. Don't write your email because I have plenty of sources of your point of view, and I'm aware of them. Let's just leave it at Christianity as the one true religion. Oh, Lord. Oh, my. Oh, golly. You're not. You're See, I'm trying to bring people together here. I'm trying to stay on the high road. So anyway, I just I can't stand Joel Osteen and his type. Tell you going in. Jimmy Swaggart, the whole cabal of them. Jim and Tammy Baker, Tammy Faye Baker. Oh, God. You'd think they'd work... To hell with all of them, and I mean that. You'd think a guy like him would work harder to not look like what he is, but apparently it doesn't have any effect on his crowd. What, so. he, what he looks like is uh, Benedict Cumberbatch, but anyway. He looks like he's selling you a two-year-old BMW <laughs> off a used car lot. Well, yeah. part of, don't they class it like the prosperity gospel or, right, or something exactly. like that? Yeah. yeah, that's his thing. It's it's kind of a rah-rah, God wants you to be rich, and if you believe you're going to be rich... and. And don't worry, you know, we we could probably find clips of him doing his thing, but that's not the point. So anyway, I go into this not liking this guy, but I hear this story on National Progressive Radio this morning about the whole flap uh, over whether he didn't open his church to refugees in Houston during their incredible time of need. Most churches are, but they're tiny churches, and they're right. taking in as many people as they can. He's got this giant basketball stadium, right. and the story was they didn't open their doors. Right. Now, he came back and said, well, we had we were dealing with flooding ourselves. It wasn't safe. And he uh, tweeted out or whatever pictures of um, some rather severe flooding, it appeared, there at the stadium. Then some other Houstonians uh, tweeted out pictures that showed it wasn't so bad. Um but so this NPR story is going on about, uh, uh, you know, uh, he he claimed he didn't admit refugees because the stadium was flooded. Others are angry, saying he should have, blah, blah, blah. Story goes on and on and on. You know what question they not only didn't answer, but didn't even ask? 
Was the effing stadium flooded or not? Did anybody go look? That was the entire bone of contention. And all they brought us was the warring words, and nobody took a few minutes to ascertain whether he was telling the truth or not, which is the entire linchpin of the story. The story is, is this hypocritical bastard a good guy? Who had a flooded stadium and had to let the waters recede? Or is he lying, son of a bitch, who had an unflooded stadium and he kept the people at bay? That was the entire question of the story, but they never even attempted to answer the key question. What kind of journalism know. is that? I don't know. Has anybody taken the, the, the time to find an aerial photo of it clearly underwater or clearly dry or anything like that? And they spent like three, four minutes on this flap without answering or attempting to answer the key question. I thought... Why am I listening to this? Just to hear people accuse each other of stuff? Have we gotten any closer to the truth on this? Not that it matters that much to me. But. From from what I've seen, the, the, the closest thing to quote-unquote evidence we have so far is that the, the hotel directly across the street has been open the whole time. They didn't experience flooding. Well, that see, that's, this, necess- you're just trafficking in what NPR was trafficking in. Because I, uh, you know, I, I happen to uh, live in a place uh, until very recently where the front door of my house was solidly 20 feet below the front door of the guy who lived across well, the think, street from I think me. it was he was about to say. Yeah, that's but that, not evidence. That, that's that's uh, not proof or anything. It could very easily be one side is affected differently than the other side. And the other piece of anecdotal or evidence that's being floated <laughs> yeah, around today is that when they were, when people finally got into the parking garage, it didn't appear to be, it, it was bone dry from the, the well, headlines I'll that I saw. You, but that could also very easily, if you have the right equipment, you could probably I'll, take I'll care of that I'll tell you what I would too. guess. I don't know if this is true. If I was going to guess, I mean, just going into it with no information whatsoever i would assume that this guy doesn't want to ruin his uh, fancy mega church where he makes all his money they by might dirty the carpets by dirtying it with a bunch right. of uh, refugees that'd right. be my guess yeah i don't know if he did or not i, I like to see the guy step off, step off a curve and break his leg just to be clear <laughs> but i heard to to, to sean's uh, offering of something he heard on the internet <laughs> the point is i'm hearing people state exactly the opposite things exactly the opposite I saw and, photos. And nobody tries to figure out which one's true. Yes? I saw photos, and they did show the church uh, being flooded, actually. Yeah, the first floor. I, sh- I the saw the first floor of it. Yeah. Right. I saw photos of a woman with three breasts on the <laughs> I, no, I know, I know. I don't think she has a third tit. <laughs> you know what? So, d- d- I saw pictures on the internet. This is my point. Is no one listening to me? Well, send, what is going to link my way, Well, so Joe. then what is going to work for you? Send my bed link. What is going to work for you for proof, then? you you Somebody has got to transport you there and put you in the first floor? No, or? like you're talking about, some responsible uh, journalist has to find uh, pictures give of the time frame being discussed and or well, eyewitness accounts, et cetera, et cetera. Not, you know, somebody tweeted a picture of a dry piece of pavement. <laughs> Another guy uh, tweeted a picture of six feet of water. You would, th- you would think if something's going to be a, a giant bone of contention that somebody would nail down the truth fairly right, quickly. Yeah, exactly. It wouldn't take, you know, that great of resources to figure it out. Um, uh, we got God, this- look, at it. look at this guy and his freaking model wife smiling with their perfect teeth, telling you, you come to my church and... And love Jesus, you'll get rich and be successful. God, I couldn't hate this guy more. I hate him. That's hate speech. Well, we got this text. (laughs) We got this text. I have a buddy in Texas who told me the place was flooded. Nobody could get there. And trust me, he's not a J.O. fan. Joel Olstein, I assume he's saying. Yeah. Okay. There you go. So there you go. So then who started that story? Somebody who just hates Joel Olstein or organized religion or it's whatever? It's certainly sort of the sort of rumor that would catch fire in a hurry if you find this guy and his wife and his church repugnant. 
which I could certainly understand. Yeah. All right. There you go. Yeah, tell you what. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hey, listen. 19 years of muttering. <laughs> the Armstrong and Getty Show. <laughs> Came across this story yesterday. Um, th- there is a teacher shortage. According to the U.S. Department of Education, there's a teacher shortage in every state as this school year begins. And every single state. And all the different disciplines, I understand. English, math, art, whatever. Oh, yeah. Everything from, like, special ed to art to, to computer science. So why is that? Well, they're trying to figure that out. More on that coming up. Have you noticed that? The free market knows how to take care of that. Going to have a lot of illiterate kids that don't know how to play dodgeball is what we're going to have. <laughs> Can't play the recorder. Just stand there with their red ball wondering what to do with it. None of them can play Go Tell that Roadie on the recorder either. <laughs> What are you going to do with a whole group of children that can't play the recorder? I don't, I don't know. <laughs> Stay tuned for that teacher shortage story coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Tilted stage, which Kanye West had on his last tour. Clearly, this is a shot at Kanye West. The battle is on between tweets. I don't care enough to even finish this. I uh, was just reading about how in her new video, she's throwing shade at Kim Kardashian by something. All right. uh, The new Taylor Swift. You're either into it or you're not. Uh, Welcome to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Uh, It's either. Boy, that made me sad. What's that? (laughs) I don't know. You got to amuse yourself somehow or other. And if it's caring how how Taylor Swift feels about Kim Kardashian, well, yeah, go man. ahead. Who who am I to judge? Exactly. I'm someone who's better than you. That's who I am. Sue. <laughs> <laughs> <So, laughs> that's funny. So listen here. Are are you a teacher or are you a former teacher? Kind of need your opinion on something or your experience. You can text us. Here's the number. Punch it into your phone right now. Unless you're driving, he says, 415-295-KFTC, 415-295-KFTC, or you can call if you want. We'll give you the number in a second. According to the WAPO and the Department of Education, there is a teacher shortage in every single state in America in virtually every subject area, math, science, foreign language, special ed. Reading, English language, arts, uh, history, art, music, elementary education, middle school education, career and technical education, health, computer science, and more. In short, uh, everywhere. Um, and there have been teacher shortages here and there, you know, through the years. But this is the first time it's been, like, near universal across America. A um, couple of more statistics uh, according, do they get to a reason, or do they just... Yeah, absolutely, okay. yeah, then we'll get to the reason. According to a 2016 report by Nonprofit Learning Policy Institute, teacher education enrollment dropped uh, from 691,000 to 451,000, a 35% reduction between 2009 and 2014. A 35% reduction in five years, the latest year for which there is data. What they need to teach is getting data more quickly. 2014 was three years ago. Uh, Also, high levels of attrition. Nearly 8% of the teaching workforce leaves every year. 
they say. The majority of those before retirement age, but a significant minority of that number is retirement. Hmm. Um, I'd like to see that compared to other government work where there are pensions. Is that the same or more or less? In the great state of California, only three subjects had teaching shortages in the 90s. Bilingual, life science, and physical science. For 2016-17, in the new school year, uh, Corruptifornia had shortages in English, drama, humanities, history, social science, math, computer education, phys ed, health, dance, science, special ed, and special and self-contained class. What is that? I've never even heard that that term. Um, uh, then they mentioned Virginia, et cetera, et cetera. Um, they say it's low morale over low pay. That's the first on the list. Unfair evaluation methods. Assault on due process rights. I don't buy the low pay one. Just, you know, that's that's been a topic for so many years. That didn't just all of us. The, the pay in relationship to teachers just didn't all of a sudden happen. The, this other stuff with the requirements is fairly recent and the new style of teaching and all that sort of stuff. Well, it could. That's why I don't I, I, I don't feel comfortable saying I don't buy the low pay thing because I just I don't know. With health care costs skyrocketing, that's an unavoidable expense. I don't know. Maybe it's tougher to, to make ends meet as a teacher than it was five years ago. I could believe that. Assault on oh, uh, high t- high stakes testing requirements and the way that's perverted teaching. That's recent. Insufficient resources and other issues. I can only assume that includes werewolves roaming the halls and uh, and executions of uh, fidget spinners. Teachers. It's all fidget spinners. Fidget spinners. That's right. That's the other issue. Common. So, just real quick, one eight six six three three one talk is the phone number. Are you a former teacher? Why'd you get out? Or what do you think's top of the list? Why are you thinking of getting out? One eight six six three three one talk, or you can text us four one five two nine five KFTC. Or if you wanna. You can email us, armstrongandgetty at yahoo.com. No Child Left Behind is fairly recent. I know a number of, te- that was a Bush administration thing. That was, uh, I know a number of teachers who hate that. Right. And I never understood if that was something they actually hate or they just hated George Bush. But, um, well, it and did then, introduce a huge new round of standardized right? testing. And then the Common Core thing is uh, fairly recent. And I know a number of teachers that hate that. True. So I don't, me too. I don't know. Uh, that, that could be, like my son yesterday. For for some reason, his new grade, they're doing a ton of math. I guess last year's emphasis was reading. This year's emphasis must be math, at least for now, like math all day long. And um, I asked him what he was doing, and he explained. He told me what they're doing, and I have no idea what he's talking about. Oh, uh, yeah. Second yeah. grade math. I haven't got the slightest idea what he's talking about. Right. Because it's the new Common Core method of doing it. And it's not voluntary, obviously. The teachers are being forced to mm-hmm. teach it in this way. They're having to relearn all their techniques. And I could just see... Uh, maybe maybe the the answer that groups a bunch of those different factors together is it's just become such a drag, you know, just the funds out of it. That's happened in a number of industries I'm aware of. The bureaucracy <laughs> is crushing any satisfaction you got out of it and the changes and the rest of it. Uh, let's uh, believe it or not, we're going to take a few calls kind of quickly. Sean, we got to train up Sean to be an, a, a real call screener. I think you figured it out. It's just a drag. It's become much more of a drag. The the creativity, the I'm going to figure out handle how to handle this student or this class or this socioeconomic area that right. I'm in or Using whatever my common is sense. gone. Right. You're, you're forced to do everything a certain way everywhere all the time. I wonder. Hey, Brian, uh, thanks for calling. W- what do you think? Hey, um, yeah, my name is Brian. I'm a high school math teacher, and I've been teaching math for um, over 20 years at the same school. And 
Um, I used to just be in love with my job. I, in fact, Monday morning, I would actually be happy that I got to go back to work. <laughs> that's not so much I like it. That's cool. Um, yeah, and, you know, I think I've done some good. Um, there's actually eight people that are my former students that are also teaching high school math right now. So, you know, it's been a good job for me, and it's been rewarding. Um, but I think, so I'm getting, I'm planning to get out, and I'm going to school to be a therapist right now. And it's, I'd say the main reason I'm just, uh, dismayed with my job is because of changes in the curriculum, specifically Common Core, and also other changes that are associated with that. Um, for example, we keep uh, ratcheting up the uh, high school graduation requirement that, um, uh, as far as math goes. So it used to be Algebra 1 was the uh, graduation requirement, and now we're bumping it up two more years all the way to the Algebra 2 level, which and, is actually... Well, okay, devil's advocates, or you're saying it's just too hard to teach the kids, or you don't want to, or is it just unrealistic? It's unrealistic. Yeah, that's, okay. That's all right, and, so and, and, yeah, okay. And Common Core came up, which, you know... Yeah. All right, hey, Brian, thanks a bunch. We're going to get a lot of opinions as, quick as, le- as quickly uh, uh, as we can. Uh, as quick as Lee. See, I should have paid more attention in English class. A math teacher turned therapist. You know what your problem is? You can't do long division. That's why you're sad. <laughs> Jackwagon. <laughs> Kate is a teacher. Hey, Kate, uh, quick as you can, fire away. Hi there. I'm literally rolling into school right now. Um, I would say probably the biggest thing, um, I'm a fairly new teacher. I get paid a really decent wage. Um, but I would say it's probably because teachers nowadays not only have to be teachers, but we have to be uh, special education teachers as well because there's a higher a percentage of students that are now declared special ed. And then, in addition, you're putting on there the fact that we're social workers and we're also parents. So you're not just, you know, a teacher of your content area. You have all these other responsibilities that really weigh heavily on you. That's right. We didn't even get into kid behavior and all the kids coming from, I'm going to use the term broken homes because it's still a really good and useful term, and all the parenting you have to do. I'm glad you pointed that out. Uh, Thanks, Kate. Uh, How about Scott? Hey, Scott, talk to us. What's the problem? Are you thinking of getting out? Not so much thinking about getting out, but I am frustrated that it seems like we can't fund the schools in a way that we can keep teachers. We lost a ton of great young teachers, uh, you know, a few years back because of all the pink slips, and it just kind of decimated the workforce. There's a, a huge teacher shortage coming, and there's a lot of a lot of kids in college who just don't choose teaching because they don't think they'll find a job because of their experience in high school when all their teachers got pink slips. So. Interesting. All right. Uh, I want to take, take all right, thanks, Scott. I want to take one more real quick. Hey, that's, uh, a, that's a complicated issue. Yeah, yeah, it is. Because they, they use that as a threat every year, the teachers' union does. Sure. Yeah. Uh, Ray, uh, go ahead, quick as you can. Okay, quick as I can. Basically, the reason people aren't going into teaching right now is because of these standardized testing is a scam. What they wanted to do is basically they're telling public school teachers that you need to teach goldfish how to climb trees. And then when you tell them you cannot teach a goldfish to climb a tree, then both parties, they both do it, sit back and say, well, see, there you go. Public schools are failing. They can't teach goldfish to climb trees. So throw all your money into these charter schools and these vouchers who happen, just so happen to give us kickbacks. All right. Now, Ray, (laughs) just real quick, I'm I'm as big a fan of the metaphor as anybody on earth, but you you hit us with the metaphor several times, and I'm not quite clear on it. Are you saying, for instance, you're forced to teach kids with no interest or aptitude in math to get to a certain level in math? Is that? Yes, sir. It's it's like all of those. Yeah, that's what standardized testing did. It's setting us up for failure. The best example I can give you is I teach PE. I've been teaching it for 16 years. 
We have never had so many kids fail the body fat part of our test this year. It was so big that we went to the state and said, what's going on? We've never had this many kids fail. Then the state says, well, we changed the standards. Well, get this on Mr. Armstrong and Mr. Getty. I had students come in, several of them, with doctor's notes saying these kids this kid's body mass is body mass index is perfect. Wait a Why second, you 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 can fail a class. Fail. You can fail a class because your body fat is too high. What we kind of not a class. The state, the state. There's a state thing that we all got to give. You took it too. Remember the push-ups, the sit and read. Right. You yeah. had to do it. I had to do it. I don't but remember anybody saying was somebody was too fat though. <laughs> failed it like a fish trying to climb a tree. <laughs> I mean, seriously, and then, then the doctor, I get in doctor's notes saying this kid's perfectly healthy. So I'm, that's when I saw that happen this, this year. And I'm kind of like, you know, they're setting us up to fail. They're, and at that point, I feel like they're doing it on purpose. All right, Ray, because, thanks for the call. Appreciate it. I'm sorry, we got to move along. Uh, we're out of time. We should do this again next segment. We should yeah. do this for like a whole show. Yeah. And the, I think the main question ought to be, if you've been teaching for a while, what changed? I like it. You know, what has changed to make things worse? Um, boy, that whole body fat can- content yeah. thing is interesting. Well, so, yeah, so these guys are getting bashed, the teachers, for not having low enough body fat in their but kids, I, and the, the kid's g- grade is downgraded. What's the and- gym teacher supposed to do about, a, you know, a second grader whose body fat is We're too shape! That's what he's supposed to do! It's either the kid's, um, uh, just genetics... Or home life? You don't have any control over either one of those things. Go, fat boy! Go, fat boy! You teach them how to play volleyball, and if they try real hard, you give them an A. So you're one hour, five days a week, you're supposed to change their body fat content. If it's five days a week, some, it's a lot less. Wow. What's coming up in your news, Marshall? Well, Trump's new Twitter warning aimed at North Korea, fierce and somewhat puzzling. And one reporter learns the dangers of pushy live interviews with exhausted survivors of Hurricane Harvey. This is so worth hearing. Stories coming up minutes from now, Armstrong and Getty. Yeah, I've heard a lot about it. I actually haven't heard it. So I look forward to that coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show. You know, it just occurred to us that you uh, teachers are probably going into work here in a few minutes. So maybe maybe we'll uh, we'll try this again tomorrow, like right at 7 o'clock, and hear from more teachers on why y'all are uh, leaving the industry. Yeah, and or keep texting and emailing, yeah. and we'll hit those. Hey, listen, I, it's funny. I, I remembered a story I saw back in June. The Sacramento, California City Unified School District has such a teacher shortage. I'm Okay, so they're going to, and I want you to uh, imagine all the different solutions you might have for a teacher shortage in a, a fairly big city school district. Teach dogs Here, to talk. Here's what they're doing. They're going to the Philippines and finding Filipinos who want to teach in America and flying them to Sacramento to teach in the schools. Naturally. Uh, Now, English is taught uh, from the earliest days uh, in the Philippines. Um, On the other hand, I know a handful of people from the Philippines who are very nice people and who speak English, and I can hardly understand a word they say. Because it's heavily accented, so that is the idea that they're you know they're yeah. trying to fill the jobs in Sacramento with Filipino folks. Well, we got to come up with the cause for why there are so many job openings around the country. We'll uh, we'll be taking your texts, your emails, and more calls tomorrow because it's heck of an interesting topic. I think for anybody. Yeah, you know it's funny. I have a pretty good exhaustive list of why people decide to enter, remain in, or leave the profession. 
But it's it's these terms that you have to dig into the term to really get to the heart of it. They're kind of academic terms. We'll get to more of that. we got to do the news. With Marsha Phillips. As North Korea eyes carrying out more missile tests over Japan, President Trump issues a new Twitter warning this morning. Official Trump tweet reader Vincent Nicholas. The United States has been talking to North Korea and paying them extortion money for 25 years. Talking is not the answer! Well, the White House isn't immediately responding to questions about the meaning of Trump's tweet. But he has put that out. It appears to be at odds with his Secretary of State. Rex Tillerson has been trying to soften the conditions for possible dialogue with North Korea. Talking is not the answer! New evacuations from Harvey floodwaters are expected to happen today along the Texas Gulf Coast. And as the media descends on the storm-ravaged region... Many interviewing those who had just been rescued. But a CNN reporter, Rosa Flores, found out that putting a mic into the face of somebody suffering might not be the best idea on live TV. The woman named Danielle explained she was exhausted. She'd waited more than 36 hours for help. She did answer the first question, but got increasingly agitated when the reporter pressed for more details. That's when Danielle said she had enough. Now you're with your children. We've heard of stories of, of mothers trying to save their children from the rushing waters. Can you ex- tell us how we that was? Four feet of water to go get them food on the first day. Yeah, that's a lot of s***. But y'all sitting here, y'all trying to interview people during their worst times. Like, that's not the smartest thing to do. Like, people Sorry. are really breaking down and y'all sitting here with cameras and microphones trying to ask us what the f- is wrong with us. So Are so you really trying to understand it with the microphone still in my face, sorry. with me shivering cold, with my kids wet, and you still putting a microphone sorry, in man. my face? Sorry. Russia Flores, uh, it sounds like you've got a very upset family there. Uh, oh, we're shut the take F a break up. Uh, from that, uh, and we'll get back to you later on. God, yeah, God. no kidding. Shut the what's, F up. What's that woman's name? The, uh, the, the lady being interviewed? Uh, that was uh, Danielle. Nice job, Danielle. Danielle. Nice job. Stand up for yourself. Don't allow yourself to be treated like like fodder to, to feed into the media machine just because they got a camera and a microphone. It's incredibly rude and insensitive, and you called them on it. It Good really job. is. God, I've always wondered about that. I've often yeah. thought, I'm there with my kids. They're crying. They're cold. They're wet. They're hungry. I don't know where we're going, all that. And What is it like? F you. Tell us about the pain. Because that'll be really compelling and get us ratings. I'm tell us about it. pretty sure you'd get an F.U. out of me. Nice I'm not going to stand there and tell you my story. The, the interview had been going for a minute long. Do you think she should have just been said no from the start? Well, I think, well, yeah, probably. I don't think anything. But at the point you're that vulnerable, if somebody yeah. asks you a question, the first thing you're probably going to do is answer it. Right. What she should have done, I don't think anything is incumbent upon her at all. Right. She doesn't have to do anything. Yeah, it's exactly. It's like, you know, giving sexual consent. If at any point she decided, this sucks and I'm being abused, she should say so loud and clear. You're getting something out of this. I'm getting zero out of it. So, F off. It's become clear to me you're mining my misery for your ratings. Mm-hmm. There you go. That's a wrap. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong and Getty Show, the voice of the West. So much to talk about. So many things going on in the world. Study the world. Which direction do you want to go? Up? Down? The doddering idiot hypocrite Nancy Pelosi and her shifting positions on Antifa. We'll hit that after 8 o'clock. That's a good one. Men are now marrying up more than women. It's become now a thing for men to marry up. Oh, yeah. for, For centuries, it's been the other way around. According to a new study, among other things coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show.
feeling we could do this the entire show for the rest of the week. We're getting so many text emails. We had so many phone calls from teachers, current or former, about what has changed in the profession because there is now a national shortage everywhere in the country. Every level of expertise, every grade, there's a shortage of teachers, so something has changed. Why are people getting out? Why are people not getting in was our question. Yeah, the answers are amazing and, I, and, and pretty forceful. Got some texts. Um, teaching for 15 years. It's not one reason. It's multiple reasons. The cost of entry. Credential costs have compounded every year, and pay hasn't risen to match. The demands to keep intricate, minute Legal notes and documents for every child adds to hours and risks to the job. Wow. How about that? There's something I guarantee you my teachers were not doing, taking minute, intricate notes about me and every student, because you have to because of the regulations, um, which is interesting. What has changed? Different uh, different person. Increased student rights, helicopter parents, anti-teacher barrage in the media. I don't, uh, I think that's not, I don't get that. Uh, political twisting of the curriculum, complete misunderstanding of the common core by educators, completely overwhelming regulation, inability to spend disruptive students because it has disproportionate effect on minorities, federal pressure on the new meaningless standardized tests, teachers facing jail if they don't report the slightest suspicion of any kind of abuse to authorities, even if it comes from an off-campus encounter with students. More regulations. I could go on and on. Mm. This teacher. It's a drag it used to be a rewarding profession. Now it's no fun. It's up to their necks in bureaucracy and lawsuits and, and irresponsible parents and the rest of it. Now the job sucks. It used to be satisfying. Now it sucks. I think that is the answer. All you'd have to do for me personally, you add one hour of paperwork that I got to do every day because of various regulations. That's enough to change it from a something I like to do to something I hate. If every day afterwards you have to fill out an hour of what you feel is meaningless paperwork, God, this is happening in every industry. Right. Trump's trying to roll that back, by the way, all these stupid regulations. So much of it is has to do with uh, fear of, uh, of liability. Oh, absolutely. Lawsuits, absolutely. lawyers and lawsuits. Like every other diseased, infected aspect of society that's gotten worse. It's unbelievable. Here's a, here's a nice note from a person who obviously knows something about teaching, um, is uh, trains teachers, etc., uh, I was exploding all the way to work. Teaching isn't a bad gig. A new first-year teacher in my district earns 50000 plus. Not bad at all for a 20-something starting out in life, I'd say. The shortage is trifold. This is a person in California. State of California makes it illegal to suspend a student for defiance. Kids can punch a teacher in the face, which has happened, and deemed a cultural misunderstanding by the social justice warrior principle. This happened. Teachers have to deal with bad behavior and parents who blame the teacher... Uh, then he mentions a couple of uh, districts, um, bah, 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 bah. angry parents screaming at teachers for hurting their little uh, person who went, who brought marijuana to school. Um, let's see. Da, 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 da. California is ranked low in education, but has the most requirements of graduates becoming a teacher, uh, et cetera, et cetera. It's very long, expensive, et cetera. Benefits are terrible, um, even though the pay is good. Uh, we got a lot on defiant kids, loss of authority. You no longer have authority over your classroom. Um, and here's they sent along a cartoon, said, I can't convey this any better than this cartoon. 1960, the teacher and the parent are saying to the kid, these grades are terrible. 2010, the parents and the kid are screaming at the teacher, these grades are terrible. Yeah. It's the teacher's fault. 
Interesting. We also got this text, and I read this because I just heard this story yesterday of a classroom I'm familiar with. Uh, you have a kid in class or multiple kids in class who don't speak any English. Right. And, and this teacher said you you sit at your desk with your phone and your translation app, and you have to translate everything you're going to say for this one kid. So you tell all the English-speaking kids, and then you have to translate in your phone. takes a couple of seconds. Right. And then you translate it for the one kid. And then again, if you've got another kid that speaks a different language. That's an unworkable situation. Completely unworkable. Absolutely unworkable. I, I, I can't. If I took my kids to Japan and put them in o- Osaka Middle School and they show up speaking not a word of Japanese, I can't imagine that they would say, okay, well, we're going to slow down class for all our Japanese students. Every single other kid. To That's teach right. your kid how to speak English. I would. Uh, I would fully expect them to say, you can't go to school here. It doesn't speak the language. Right, right. Yeah, the idea that the English-speaking kids who immediately grasp the concept have to sit there with nothing to do and wait for all the translating to take place out of some misplaced notion of inclusion or diversity. That's insane. It's insane. But it's going on. It's absolutely going on. I heard a story yesterday. Am I fine with little kids who can't speak English being taught intensively to, to learn English? Sure, of course, absolutely. But don't be sticking them in the class, slowing down everybody else. Yeah, that's rough. Here's another one. Teacher's hands tied when it comes to discipline. Uh, what is Antifa? Nancy Pelosi changed her tune. We have uh, one reporter's view of what Antifa is. He's been beaten by them. We're going to get into that coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show. <laughs> 